And now for the podcast that supports the writers and actors on strike. Not all podcasts wear capes. And the auto workers, they're going to do that. Anybody trying to get theirs. Yeah. We avoided the UPS strike. Listen, listen, the, the billionaires are getting theirs all the time, getting theirs. So, you know, no, the auto worker, $250 billion in profit every year. And, that you know, we, we support all workers who just want to make a living. You know, we, we're a podcast that talks a lot about movies and shows and nothing we do here would not be possible without the writers that write them and the actors that act in them. Whether we like it or not, they deserve everything that they deserve. That's right. Yeah, a person in the writer's room, a person in the writer's room in a hit show on streaming and they're, they're Uber driving. Yeah. Uh, uh, award-winning shows. Their residuals are, are pennies. They, they, they don't give them residuals. That's the whole thing. It's just that's like... The pro- right, that's what the fight's over. Yeah. No, there's and no, that's, there's that's, none. There's that's, none. Why, that's why people are mad about, you know... HBO throwing Batgirl away for tax reasons or getting rid of Westworld so they don't have to pay residuals for people who watch that show over and over again. They they delete animated shows that people work on. That right, it's the physical, shuffling of content all the time. Well, the thing is, like, physical copies don't exist of a lot of those animated shows. They only, they're only made for streaming. I got so, a guy. You got it. <laughs> I got a guy for that. Okay. There's I'm a not, guy for everything. Yeah, I know yeah, no, there's no, a guy I'm, for everything. I'm imitating but... my, my, my neighbor from across the street. I won't say his name on the thing, but he's like Hello, every conversation neighbor. I have I with him. you're listening to he, this. He either, go, he either goes, yeah, man, you know, here's the new thing Elon Musk is, is doing. It's awesome. And then this other <laughs> thing he'll say in every conversation is uh, – the other thing, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, the other thing that he says is, yeah, I got a guy for that. You want to cut down all your trees in your yard? No, I love that tree in my backyard. I got a guy for it. I got a guy for it. I got a guy for it. Well, you know, if, you, if, he, if he starts selling you stuff that fell off the back of a truck, you know, <laughs> let us know. Does, does he wear a tracksuit? Does he look like Christopher from The Sopranos? I mean, he might as well. He might as well. No. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm throwing up my neighbor. <laughs> But anyway, hey, Spade. Hey, hey. Ariani. What hey. are we What's talking up? about today? Today, not just today. This summer, right? This because summer. It's been a while. Been we're we're gonna bit, bang out uh, everything in, in a twenty. Here's my jingling. Podcast. Here's my drink. Jingling-a-ling. You gotta have the ice. Why can't you just use rubber ice cubes or you know plastic ice cubes that they make? Something other than the jingle jangles of real ice. I wrote about five jokes about rubbers in my head right now, and I'm just not going to say them. So well, let's move You're on. You're probably better off. Right. Better what off. what what are we what are we discussing today, fellas? Comic Con was a couple weeks ago. I don't know if people know that because you know as we were talking about with the writer strike, basically anything that gets promoted to the masses was not being promoted. So it was back to its roots and its comics and things of that nature. You know, but one thing that they did do that was pretty awesome was they released a trailer for season two of Invincible, which is going to drop in November. Uh, but in addition to that, they released a surprise bonus episode about the backstory of Adam Eve. It was on Amazon Prime. It wasn't something that they just released at uh, Comic-Con. It just kind of came out of nowhere, and we thought it'd be fun to get back in the world of Invincible because we all loved the show. We thought it was great. I'm a huge fan of the comic, and I'm really excited that this is finally coming back. It's been two years at this point since it came out. 
I had to, uh, you know, watching it, and I just kind of turned it on cold. I started conflating it with the um, Jupiter Circle animations, or there were some other animations going on. So I, I was like, oh my gosh, which characters are these? And I had to kind of, uh, and then I started going, oh right, I remember them, right? I remember the the analog justice league okay i remember oh right the dad and then it all started coming back yeah. to me and then after i watched the show i watched a bunch of season one recaps and i was like yeah that actually was a good show you know because it's been a, it's been a minute yeah it's to march 2021 it came out so it's been over two years right wow. and they and this and the and the big surprise at the, the end of the first episode they showed omni-man kill the guardians of the world or whatever the team is do you know that omni-man's gonna be like a character in like the mortal Kombat remake that they're doing so so is homelander and <laughs> uh, there's a couple other people yeah <laughs> that's awesome yep all, all being voiced by their the actors from the shows i believe that's awesome <laughs> I never got it like Marvel versus Capcom because it's like I did. I love like that at the, the world's don't mix. Yeah, the world's don't mix. It's like you Who know. Who cares? Uh, I just like playing at the laundromat, and every and uh, I picked all the Etsman characters. Well, listen. When I was at the when I was at the you know when I was playing, I played when it was like first version Mortal Kombat, first version. The one that looked like actual people jumping around. Street Fighter. Yeah. You know, there was cartoon. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Like it was before they started like uh, mixing everything, but um, yeah, invent the first season of Invincible was was I remember now it was reflecting on it really really good, and this would this this episode here this forty five minute episode like what were the normal episodes were they were about an hour were they about they, the same they were about the, the same I think between I would say thirty five and forty five minutes if I had a take a guess so this was effectively and spoiler alert for anyone who's watching go watch take 45 minutes go watch it and then come back um it's effectively the shortened origin story movie for atom eve i have to pronounce the t with it because adam eve adam, right it's not adam, adam and eve. adam and eve, eve. Yeah, it's so it's kind of like no right. i know it's, a, do it, it's yeah. a play on it's a play on the words but i think the way right but my it, it mushes my mouth yeah. you know what i mean it's kind of like well even the way that she says it in the show when when you know the guy asks her what's her name and she says adam and eve he's like adam duh obviously right, you're supposed right, to right. take it as a t-o-m but yeah right right and it was uh it was really good and then i i, I conflated two characters right because there's Samson there was an original Samson in the t what t they showed the 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 their Justice League analog yeah in the, in the very beginning right there there was a there was a Samson like a I guess supposed to be kind of like Doc Samson but then later on it's Black Samson or sorry Black Samson right Doc Samson is um or maybe they Marvel. just took off the right cuz um no cuz they are they're meant to be just one for one Justice League you know you have your right, one right, person yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely, I'm to yeah looking at yeah Black Samson, but this this is this is really good. I liked it. Um, I thought the the fight the fight on the on the um on, on the, the raised yeah highway um it was really good. The action was good, but it went on a little long. I think it ran a little long because it, it kinda, was a long fight scene. But I think it was right. them probably like showing off the animation shots, not showing off like in a bad way. Like they really like you could tell they put in the work. But you know what? I'll, a lot of the, a lot of season one, the fight scenes were over the top and went for a long time. Remember the one with Mark and his dad was like super long. The 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 train. 
by the train one day. <laughs> right. But Pe- that was different people because... People were traumatized by that. <laughs> and it was a it was an awesome, almost like a full episode fight, right? Um, yeah. Right. So, so what happened is, though, that it started upping the stakes. just got just good at getting... The drama increased as it happened. And, and I'm sorry, I'm nitpicking this of a 45-minute you know, teaser episode because I, I really did like it. It felt like a little bit repetitive because they just kept on throwing cars at each other. It didn't. There was no rise and fall, you know. Um, they, there was a wrap-up with it, you know, but it was just kind of like they upped it so she could put, uh, like, Iron Man armor like she was ha- – um, it, it was kind of reminding me of like Akira a little bit with like the monster thing kind of <laughs> morphing. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. They were and you just na- you know, and Yeah, yeah. There was that kind of element to it. They even did the Avengers joke where, you know, a superhero shows up and she's ordering the cops around. And the cops don't want to listen. She shaves a day. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, we got to do exactly what she said, you know. Right, right, right. And I, right. I'm like, ah, oh, I know this joke is from the Avengers, right? As I'm watching it. And I'm like. Well, that's actually like a twelve-year-old joke at this point. So maybe yeah, like they, they do that. They it, do it's it not as recent as it's a it's a trope at this point. Yeah. The one thing I will say is that I thought I was just like watching this. I'm like, this just reminds me of like Eleven's whole storyline from the last season of Stranger Things. I'm not saying it pulled from that because I I know this is based on the comic, but I was just like, there's a lot of parallels too. But I think this this is an original story, Ariane. I don't think this is part of the comics. I thought I saw something that this was based on a comic. Based on the comic, Invincible. No, but there, this... there is. I think there is like a origin for Adam Eve in the comic. Like I saw somebody, um, do, show panels, like one to one panels that were pretty much, pretty much exactly recreated from. I read the whole thing of Invincible. I just don't. Um, I don't remember her backstory. I think this was like a spinoff comic that they did, but I saw oh, art maybe. panels. That are pretty much exactly translated into the show. So let me put my super nerd hat on and I'm going to be like, you know, comic book guy from The Simpsons for a second. Worst show ever. This is what frustrates me about this specific power set. She has the power set of A, Dr. Manhattan, B, Molecule Man from Marvel, right? And D, the original person... I'm going to go H. I don't know what I was doing. I'm on three and I'm on D. Element Lad from the Legion of Superheroes. And they built in, of course, they had to address it. And they built in the idea, well, you can't affect organic matter. But let's say you just take that away. And they made her power set more like Invisible Girl or Ms. Marvel from Disney Plus, where she could like solid light, right? Um but with that power set right off the bat you're unstoppable right and it's just a matter of creativity she's kind of like ms marvel cross with green lantern you know no she didn't heal herself she couldn't heal herself because it started bleeding again isn't it kind of like green lantern where green lantern can like just make stuff out of nothing like hard light right so but what she can do her real power is she can change the molecular structure of objects she can turn a a pulp paper book into glass right so every single person like there like she's fighting somebody and then it's just like i turn all the air around them into a titanium ball or just all the oxygen around them into cyanide Right, right. So, you know what I mean? It was like, like kind of when she turned those guys' masks into metal 
things, right? Right, right. Yeah. She took them out immediately, right? And that was just a, a tiny inkling of what she could do, right? But these guys, you know what I mean? And and she, she goes, you can't do it to living things, but she couldn't do it to, like, their metal prosthesis. Like, what's the guy with the gun? The the first guy, the first bad guy she was fighting. The bad guy in the alley? Yeah. Oh, oh, Captain Cannon? Not Captain Cannon. It was something like that. Right, right, right. Arm Cannon? Uh, yeah, like so, something Mr. very Mr. Arm Cannon. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Cannon kill. Something kill, right? Um, Your power set is so ridiculous, right? So she couldn't affect biological life, but it had to be alive because then she could make a dead hamburger, right? <laughs> she could make dead things, right? So, you know what I mean? Well, it's kind of complicated. She couldn't affect anything living, right? Because she was trying right. to turn that squirrel into a dog and, and couldn't yeah. do it. Right. And even the, the scientist acti- said... But actively right. alive. Like, she could transform a dead squirrel into a dead dog. Probably. She could turn a, a, a olive and goat cheese sandwich into uh, so a hamburger. A hamburger right. 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 Is right. it a veggie burger? Was it a veggie burger? Um you know what I mean? But he, then vegetables are alive, right? So, but it, it, it's a, it's a, uh, you know. It's a conundrum it, of, of. But uh, they put it like a block I mean, you can, in you it. Can, like, you can pull a thread as just like this. This would never right. make sense, you know, stuff like right, that. But right, it's just right. like we're not here to like apply logic. But no, they, yeah. they explain I that. precluded my comic book guy with this rant with a comic book guy but, uh, reference. But the scientist said, I affect, I created you so you couldn't affect any living matter. Right. And that so was the thing that kept her under control where right, right. the other people they didn't remove that and that's what was making them crazy and self-destructive and angry and all that kind of stuff did she erase everybody's memories at the end i was gonna ask that i that's what i thought because the, the guy says where am i right and she says you're gonna forget you're trying to remember me and then like where am i did she go into their brain and change the brain chemistry i don't know she did like something crazy for sure because she like well, she knocked everybody out yeah. And and I thought that was a good twist with her mom still being alive. I didn't really see that coming. Well, she wasn't alive for long, which is extra sad. But she's a good character. Who who voices her? It's um uh Gillian Jacobson in the show, but um or in the regular show, but here it was I think a different oh, actress. Like a like a younger actress cuz she's a kid in this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, does this count as season 2 episode 1? Or is it like it's like its own thing? Because it's not even technically invisible. Because the title changes to Adam Eve. Yeah, I would I would think it's its own like kind of spinoff thing. Like it's in the same yeah. universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, not necessarily. Uh, yeah, on IMDb, it's not a part of the Invincible like roster of the seasons. But, but oh, I see. It's they call it a TV special. Right. Right. So it's Invincible colon adam eve and it was 50 53 minutes it said yeah but it was way shorter than that because i'm like man i can't believe there's still yeah. like 20 minutes to go and then next thing i know it was, it was the credits because i think the credits were almost like five or six minutes did you uh, spade did you read uh, all of the invincible comic or did you have you read it i did yeah actually i i own them all yeah they're... um so how much how much how much more comic is there there's a lot there's um let me see. I could actually count it. Hold on one second. So there, there's 25 trade paperbacks that they have. And the show, I think, kind of went through maybe, or the first season kind of went through like the first two or three, but they mixed in some stuff later on and sped Didn't it up. Didn't they change things around? Like the, the they whole... They changed the order. Yeah. Because the whole 
death scene in the at the end of the first episode i heard like that doesn't happen till like much later right yeah the the, the whole the whole stuff with omni man i don't even know if that happens in the first trade paperback um where he murders everybody but yeah it was like a it was a good twist to actually turn it up and 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 move it up and have it be the end of the first episode because then you got everybody on their on the edge the whole time that they're watching this stuff you know well then they're setting up to the kind of show that it is because i didn't expect the show to be so brutally violent like i'm watching this i'm like hello like i i i was just like i was completely unprepared for that reality and then of course because they they dangle like teenage superhero show and like a little bit of archie in there and it's kind of like oh it's gonna be happy-go-lucky and we got we're getting our superpowers and my dad's gonna try holy crap what if you read a lot of robert kirkman so i i really like the walking dead comic book that's brutal in a different way right but it's all black and white and there's like tons of foul language in it throughout the whole the whole series in invincible the style is more cartoony and it's more vibrant and it's bright and it's happy-go-lucky but the violence is super 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 violent but there's no cursing in the, in the comic and there's no cursing on the show either i don't think i don't think so at least nothing like as bad as it would be like on the walking dead or another like network series you know right but can you imagine like some dad showing his kid like this without knowing and then the first episode ends like that and it's just like whoops <laughs> right right well i mean it's rated tvma right tv14 i think is with with this or with the adam eve not with not with the not with the blood right with the blood it has to go I mean, because maybe it's cartoon blood. It it, it passes. Invincible the show. No, Invincible the show is rated TVMA. The Adam yeah. Eve special. TVMA. I don't see a rating on it. Because the guy's getting black. There's all all kinds of people maybe, getting. Maybe I'm mixing it up with something else. But um, I mean, I've been watching a lot of stuff with my kids lately. But every time this comes by when they're scrolling through Amazon, you know, my little guy says, "Can I watch this one?" I go, "No, not this one." Here's the trouble with the violence and the ratings. You could do all the violence. You could stab. You could kill everybody. As long as you don't see the real consequences. As long as when you shoot somebody, there's this perfect little bullet hole. You know what I mean? With a tiny trickle of blood, right? It's this kind of thing where actual consequences of violence and people winding up in the hospital. You know what I mean? Um, Well, it's why the Avengers always fight non-human things right 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 because then you you get away with that stuff they're fighting robots and and aliens and things of that nature right right and then of course this is animated so they can they can be more brutal with how violent it can get because it's not really it's not real it reminds me of remember celebrity deathmatch yep it was like that it's like it's all claymation so it's all like it's so stupid and violent, but of course it's all little cartoons, so it doesn't really matter. Like Happy Tree Friends, I used to watch Happy Tree Friends like on the internet. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Happy Tree Friends was this little web cartoon with adorable, cute, fuzzy little animals. They were so cute, and they would do like little things, like I don't know, like make sandwiches or like go on a trip to the beach or something and then they would have the most horrifically violent horrible things happen to these cute adorable little animals um and this is stuff i was watching like (laughs) as a teenager but because that's because it was violent cartoons it didn't really 
register. Remind me to send you guys some happy tree friends. I I I don't I haven't thought of that in years. So let, I'll see if it still exists. Yeah, I I never heard of it. I guess uh well maybe we'll have to watch an episode and do a, a podcast on it. No, no. I mean they're short. <laughs> they're like literally like it's like five minute shorts is what they are. So Spade, you were saying that there was all kinds of um, telling us. I think before we started recording that there was all kinds of people showing up in the uh, the voice acting cast for season two. Yeah. Should, so we, should we watch the trailer? We could pull it up and, and and watch it. Before we do that, I want to bring up one thing that uh, that I liked, and it, I, to me, I thought this was the the best scene of the show. It's when Sam's in the treehouse with her friend. I, the, the girl's name, I think, was Val. Right? Wasn't it Val? The, the the neighbor from across the street. Yeah. And they were friends, and they showed them as being like the weird kids who kind of bonded together. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. This is what I think Robert Kirkman does really well. He writes a scene where it's so tropey, and you you go, all right, I know how this is gonna end, and then it he goes the other way, and it it gets me every time because like you think these two kids are like best friends, and she's gonna show her she has powers. You could see that's what it's building towards, and. You think the girl's gonna be like, "Oh, that's so cool," and then they go the other way where she gets freaked out and she doesn't even want to like be bothered with her anymore. I mean, it's definitely different because in pretty much every superhero thing ever, when the superhero kid shows their powers to somebody, shows it to their friend, they'll be like, "That's amazing! I'll keep your secret." It's like they they expect everybody to be like Ned, right? You know, or like or yep. like Bucky. You know, and it's just like, you're my friend and you have powers and we'll always be friends and I won't be jealous or weirded out at all. And of course, right, right. That doesn't always happen. I don't remember if the parents were like this in Invincible. I, I don't have a memory of, the, of how the parents were, but the way the parents were in this show, like I thought that was interesting because also that's another trope. You expect the superheroes to be like Ma and Pa Kent, like, oh, we love our little superhero weird baby no matter what. Um, and they kind of don't. I mean, they do obviously because they raise her. Well, they adopt the, the her, mother but does, right? The mother does. The, the, mo- the father kind of resents her a little bit. I don't know what's what's the deal with the father, but yeah, but it's just like, but still, like you know, the mother kind of just like enables that or puts up with it. But it was weird. I think um, that was one of the things I was trying to wrap my mind around it because they presented at the beginning, like their child they you know they their child actually did die right and yeah and the and um the um the mad scientist swapped it out right but yeah i mean i I see the navelling mother but i just kind of like how thankful they were in the beginning and then how that kind of changed you know they probably had expectations of like their kid and then their kid is just not well, they said she's weird, right? That's what they always said. She's she's weird, and she's she's not right. Right. Yeah, they, that right, she's you know? not she's not like other kids and stuff like that. And of course, right, she right, knows right, right, she right, knows right. why she's not like other kids. But I feel like a lot of kids probably go through that too, even without having superpowers, obviously. Um, but I thought that was like an interesting thing to put in a superhero show because people think of you know Clark uh, Clark Kent's parents as being the typical superhero parents. Um, and in this case, it's not that. Yeah, now, now I'm, I'm going to bring this up because I did, I was I was thinking maybe I wouldn't. When one of the characters says that's, that's not your real parents, right? Saying that the adopted parents aren't real parents, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, right? And I know it's just, you know, a little bit there in the writing, you know, they maybe not, not being 
sensitive to that you know what i mean so it was kind of like you know thing what reasons i won't bring up here it was just weird for that that kind of line kind of thing because it's you know they raised no they raised of course. that's that's a real parents no right. absolutely well that, that's where the, the, the word biological right that's right that so makes, they could that makes all right. the difference the, right well you know biological or the current terminology like birth parents you know the adoptive right, parents you right. know what i mean that kind of thing Right. Um, real or real or figurative or you know that they w- you would just take the word real out of there you know what I mean because that's not a it's a misnomer but it's definitely the kind of thing I wish I wish just somebody would have been like huh I wonder about that line you know to push back just a little bit like in terms of the characters it's an emotional conversation and when you're having a conversation yeah, I, I like that it. you always you know you lash out you don't always say what you mean that's sometimes. the thing right, wasn't right. it wasn't it wasn't it said to be as hurtful as possible. That's how I interpreted that. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what character said the line. The doctor that that created her, because she she says something to him first about like him being a creepy uh, old okay. man or something like that. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, forget yeah, what the I actual get, I get, I, I, conversation yeah. was. But uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, along with this, they they released a a trailer for season two, and it's just a couple of short scenes. But the the thing that got me was they just started. Um, that was 13 days ago this was released? Is this the yeah. one from 13 yeah. days? I mean, do you want to watch uh, it now? And, and, cause then yeah, we'll let's, kind of, let's uh, pause to watch and we'll just go put a dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-da we'll, yeah, or, or like some other kind of sound effect yeah. to rain us back. I forgot Jason Manzoukas was in this show. <laughs> right, right. The voice cast on this is, is ridiculous. Oh, wow. Andrew Rannells. Oh, well, Andrew Rannells is already in the first season. Right, oh, so the they're, first they're title card is from the first season. Right, because then it says, and now season two. And some of the names that popped up, I was like, wow. I mean, other than Ben Schwartz. Oh, David Diggs, let's go. What were we saying, T? Other than Ben Schwartz, what? Other than Ben Schwartz, I don't really recognize any people from the second, the, the, all these names from the second. Oh, Calista Flockhart. I see you know, I'm going to say, I'm like, Peter you know, Cullen. Peter Cullen's the biggest name uh, for me. I don't know Peter who Cullen Peter Cullen again. is at all. Optimus Prime. Optimus oh. Prime. Uh, yeah. Isn't um, he dead? Nope. Clearly the guy who did why. the voice for Optimus <laughs> Nope. Still doing Optimus Prime. He did Optimus Prime in the new movie, actually. Um, I thought that guy died. No, he, he's still around, still kicking. And then T, Tatiana Maslany, Sterling Tatiana K. Brown. Oh. Yeah. Ben Schwartz. Okay, Sterling Chief. K. Brown. Remind me who's Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown, he is on. He was in Black Panther. He played, um, King uh, Killmonger's father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chloe Bennett, she was on Agents of Shield. Uh, you said Calista Flockhart. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins, he was on uh, BoJack Horseman. David Diggs, I know, I recognize him. Phil Lamar. Right? Phil Lamar, very yeah, I know famous. Phil. He's, in everything. He's in everything. He's in everything. Yeah. He's in like all the Star Wars. At first, I thought it was Tim Robbins, but uh, Tim Robinson is in the cast. It says Eric Bowser. I thought it said Eric Banner. Me too. <laughs> I thought that too. They they highlighted J.K. Simmons. They're like, and of course, and it's just like, yeah, because he is the unexpected star of the show here. <laughs> One of the rumors that now this is a rumor, 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 and I I saw it on Twitter, so. You know, take it with a grain of salt. But one of the storylines that they're supposed to be doing in season two is like traveling through the multiverse. And one of the theories is 
Sony has some kind of I deal heard with, this, yeah. With Amazon. Oh, um, right. And I, with I, Spider-Man. I yeah, so there, there's that theories too. that maybe Spider-Man might show up in, in like a cameo or something. And because the guy who like voices Spider-Man in their animated project or whatever that they're doing is one of the voice actors in season two on the show. That I don't, seems like I don't that would be expensive is. to license that. Even though Sony has the rights to stuff, they they have to okay a lot of stuff. With most yeah, I mean, I don't like I said, it's a grain of salt rumor. I mean, it'd be pretty cool. Plus, if it's true. plus with all the plus with all the but. violence on this show, I don't know if that would. I mean, they might do something like just have the voice actor and then just have uh, a young guy with with brown hair going, "Holy crap!" You know what I mean? For a second, you know what I mean? It might be. Or or they make a joke. They'd be like, "Oh, here's." Lightning Bug Man, I don't know. Some other bug hero. And then they have him voice it. I don't know. Oh, look, it's the Blue Beetle. Or, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd really, if, um, you know, it, this tickled my fancy and was a good reminder for me of that first season. I think the testament to the first season of Invincible was that people got into it who aren't normally into superhero stuff my wife kate watched the whole thing with me because she watched that first episode and where it went she she really she really dug it and she's a big fan of jason mansukas um but um but she she was into it and she dug it you know um even with its its craziness so that's you know that's one thing and it kind of it's not just um it's it's accessible to people outside the life you know what i'm saying right i mean if you can get past the the ridiculous violence and over the top right. nature of it um there is some good story here and the, the comics are very good I, I really really like them a lot so you know i'm definitely you know in for a penny and for a pound on this show you know we we can call it as something as part of the superhero genre but still like a really good story with with it has this twist that only the audience knows you know the whole time you know, uh, I, we all just got finished watching Secret Invasion. Um, we did the first few episodes, but that show didn't really have a lot of tension or suspense or anything for the audience to hang on to. No, past like the, the third episode of Secret Invasion, I felt like it was kind of gone. Like we all knew Rhodey was a Skrull, spoiler alert. Yeah, right. was I like was hoping it wasn't. Yeah. No, but even even if you know that, even if you if even if you're you're jumping into something like that, knowing it, because like in Invincible, we know from the first episode that Omni Man right. is a bad guy. We know from the from the very beginning it wasn't a surprise, but, but they it was still right. held but, no, but that it, over. It was a surprise in that it it was a tonal, and I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I don't mean to sound argumentative. No, I know what you mean. In that, that first that, episode, was like holy crap, and we yeah. did have that holy crap moment. So even with Rhodey in, in, in Secret Invasion, I guess this is us doing the second half of Secret Invasion, um, if they showed that Rhodey was a Skrull in the first episode but did it in a powerful way... That's the thing. Right, like, that, they, that, that, like he's there. Moment. Right, that, that he goes and after the president leaves the room, he shoots a bunch of people in an office outside of the, the Oval Office or something like that, right? And then you're like, oh my gosh, he's a Skrull, Right. And then if we knew, like we already knew, right? If we knew he was a scroll the entire time, but then we felt that danger coming from him. Because if he, if he committed some kind of extreme violence, you know, if it was Rhodey that shot Maria Hill, 
right? That would have been a more powerful uh, right uh, uh, thing. That the, yeah. the surprise at the end that she came in running safe to to Rhodey, and I just rewrote the whole thing, and it's a lot better of a show. And, yeah. <laughs> no, but right. even There's just someone even just attached. Rhodey, Rhodey should have shot Maria Hill. She right. should have ran up to him into the car, and she goes, "I'm gonna get you out of here." And then she's like, "Oh my gosh, thank you!" And he just goes, Pow. "Right." You know. That would have been better. It does, right. but that's but that's how you create tension in a show. Even if we had all been like waiting for the moment for the. You know Rhodey. what though? That's what they that's what they tried to they tried to do it, but it didn't land because the scroll uh, graphic was was as. Nick Fury when he shot her, so she right and so, and so that, you have to have an asterisk yeah. at the bottom of this right. uh, Secret Invasion too. Um, the acting in Secret Invasion two across the board was really really good. The problems were structurally and an indecisiveness in the upper echelon about what they want to do. They just went like, let's get something out. What are you going to do? Um, and I saw and I forget which one on YouTube that they said, imagine if the series started with the final episode where a bunch of randos are shooting are shooting world leaders. That's where the really the story of that. Secret Invasion it was it was in a, it was in um it was in a, a few video I don't know I mean I saw it in a few videos that the, people were talking about. The problem with this with a story like this, it's too complex to tell in a in six, six story at, right. This should have been their Disney Plus phase. They should have been seeding it way back in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, we right. should have known that Rhodey was a Skrull back then, right? Then we could have figured out, oh, Kate Bishop, she's a Skrull. And then you could have had all these people in a culminating right. two-hour movie for Disney, like an event series for Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and they kind of did the same thing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the end with... Um... Black with Sharon, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter should have been a scroll. Oh, That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's what it she should have been in this. It should have been like like a comic book the trailer <laughs> should have been <laughs> right. The trailer should have been a comic book cover. It should have been like it should have been like this person, this person, this person, this person. They're all in it. Who's the scroll? Right? Right. Right. And you should have been like, "Oh my gosh, who's the scroll?" Right? Listen, Instead I, of I get, we all know it's right. Chris Hemsworth, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, they're, those, they're all too expensive to be in the show. But there's enough bit players in the Marvel Universe now where you could have made that happen. And they tried and not, to do not it. Even just, just, not even just bit players, bit players that have influence. Cause Julia they, they... Louise Dreyfus should have been in this. A, um, a, a Black Widow 2 should have been in this. All these people, this is a spy thriller. Why don't you have all of the people from the thing? Why? Budget. But, like, we're not talking about paying Robert Downey Jr. $5 million to show but up. That's the thing. Day. Like, they, we were, they're, you know, they talk about budget, but it's just like, you guys have money to burn. I don't know what, what, what it is. And especially because this is a series where people are talking in rooms. You know, this is not a series with a lot of huge, complex special effects. And Olivia Coleman, right? She they had Olivia Coleman. Why wasn't uh Why wasn't the other Game of Thrones guy in there? You know what I mean? It's like uh, Black Knight, um, Jon Snow. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. K- yep. K- yeah. Why wasn't he in there? Right. Right. R- standing right. around, Setting Olivia up. Coleman walks up one, and he and, and she has all those people. It should have been him with a friggin' sword. 
chopping down somebody one day player you know what i mean just come in one day and do good like a few days of shooting and that's it there should have it should have been packed they didn't they didn't use their imagination enough with no because they think they wanted to hang it all on samuel l jackson's shoulders and samuel jackson is a great actor Everybody right. loves Olivia him. Coleman, People great actor. The, She's a the great woman actress who played too. the woman who played Nick Fury's wife, unbelievable actress. Right, All but across the board, great actors. But you, I you think know what's my favorite scene of the whole show, though? The what? one in the, the bar. No, the the opening sequence with, with Martin Freeman. With Martin Freeman, where where they were chasing right. him, and you didn't know who was the scroll in that, and he's trying to get away, and you. Don't and know that guy was that Hulk. guy was Game of Thrones too. What was he? He was the guy with the flaming sword. What's the guy's game in the Game of Thrones? Oh, uh, with the flaming Beric sword. Dendarian. Yeah, right. Um, right, right. Yeah. I'm gonna bring this all around for you, and you're gonna appreciate this, Harry. Go ahead, T. Me. Let's see. I don't think the problem was that the opening was done by the opening credits were done by AI. The problem is. The, the rest script, of the script felt like it was written by AI <laughs> and they tried to save it and they're like oh all this stuff it's like oh there's a surprise what a weak way to reveal he's a scroll by at the end of an episode you're like oh that's his voice it's right it, and it, is it really it, him is it really it, him because that's his... it reeks of a reshoot in a way you know where it's just like they couldn't I don't know I don't know I really what don't was know. the problem with the show that they had to do the reshoot because so much of it, was, oh, so much of the cost was in that reshoot, and it was supposed it was supposed to be Marvel's Andor. Get the hell out of here! Listen, I mean, the first they... two episodes of this were were great. I th- actually, the first three probably, and then it just went downhill. I don't know. Listen, when... Andor is so good that Andor isn't even Star Wars is Andor. It's even better than that. Well, the thing is, like you know, and Andor Andor has set a an, an, it has set a bar for. For streaming shows, not a even bar just Disney Plus. In my heart, <laughs> in my heart, that set a bar. In my, I'm, I was thinking about Andor the other day. <laughs> you, you just go watch I, Andor right now. I, I'm yeah. gonna thinking about, and I'm thinking about the music that it started every episode, and and all the different instruments, and at the end. The final All episode. All the instruments came together. Are, are, and, and it's like this kind of thing, what they did in Temple of Doom, what they did in... What's the, what's Ariane, what's the phrase? In not uh, I'm thinking... It, I can't get in media res out of my mind. Uh, where the music is actually playing in the, in the scene. Oh, diegetic? Diegetic. So the diegetic, it all of a sudden becomes the entire thing was a funeral march happening. And that, that song at the end, then they're... And they let that thing play because you know what? That was the kind of weird jazz band in the beginning of, of, of Star Wars. And they had that music in there and that putting that kind of, it was, it, uh, they had a marching band. Ah. 10 out of 10. Brilliant. 10 Brilliance. 10. Br- brilliance. 11 out of 10. 11 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> Out of here. Star Wars, Marvel's Andor. Well, I'm just, I'm just oh. looking up. So Andor was made. For two hundred fifty million, right? Worth every penny. They, it, it was if it was double that, it was worth it. The Secret Invasion was made for two hundred twelve million across six episodes, and it doesn't. Where did that money it, go? Not, not, not salary. in extras in a hospital scene. <laughs> no, not in extras in a hospital scene because that was the emptiest ass hospital, especially if there's a president <laughs> being shot. And- 
and, you and, know? Andor, how many people Andor is you... made, Andor is made like I see a normal day people. with George Clooney and ER there's a thousand people but, like throwing papers du- around it and rushing episodes. with things and stuff huh it had double the episodes and or had double the episodes and just like a marginally larger budget triple the and, special effects quadruple the special based effects based on timeline shot right? on location in like in England and on the beach and but, but Ariane, not and, only was it in double Iceland the episodes, or whatever the f- they were, but a couple of these episodes were only like thirty-five minutes, and or every one was at at least fifty, at least an hour, yeah, almost an hour. You know, it's it, and I'm just like, what, is this like a money laundering scheme? <laughs> <laughs> right? Was Andor shot before COVID? No, of course not. It couldn't have been. Andor is a long time ago. It's a year and a half ago now. No, it hasn't. Right? No. Android dropped September 21st, 2022. So it hasn't even been a year. Felt longer than that. No. Wait, what? Yes. So yeah, it had to be a COVID shoot. It had to be. It had to be a complete tell. COVID shoot. You couldn't tell with the with that whole set at the you know of the 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 working planet whatever I should I should have all these planets committed to memory. Because the people they that were working on it. All this comes from and it comes from the top down. Like, it does come from the top down. Like, whoever, like, the showrunners from Tony Gilroy up and down, it's like, that's where it all comes from. You know? You get good people, you get good results. I think there's a point there where, especially with the special effects, with Industrial Light and Magic does most of all of Star Wars still. You know, there's probably other things that they farm out, but, you know, and you get these kind of things where you see this unbelievably gr- good Zeb in um, in The Mandalorian. Right. In The Mandalorian. Now, he was only on for a few brief seconds, but it was wonderful, the kind of, the, the, the movement in the face. And it probably, if he was on for longer, you would have seen the kinks. But, um, uh, uh, but compare that to, like, uh, the, the, like, uh, uh, Heimdall's son's uh, face um, floating face. face floating in the thing <laughs> that like i could do an after effects in a couple of hours you know what i mean it's like but listen you're comparing movie to show right if you go back to the show secret invasion right. i thought the scrolls looked pretty good in, in, in this like the transitions and all that stuff i didn't think yes you know. but when the scrolls are there the scenes of them in the nuclear power plant there was zero like ariani said creativity in how is a culture of scrolls living in a nuclear power plant what does that look like they just threw those set together so a couple of kids like playing a barrel uh right, yeah. let's get the set dressed. Right. Let's, get, let's get it done it looked right? like a refugee camp not like a, a place there, where there's you live. there's there's millions of scrolls and they have like 10 people <laughs> in a fence right and <laughs> I mean, they went to a burnt out place and they, they did only like a day of set dressing and, and they really didn't like, but they, they built in some kind of burnt out factory. They found right. one and they shot it there and they go like, this is good enough. They're like, good oh, we're, it, we're, well, we found a place outside of Atlanta. Good enough. <laughs> good enough. It's good That's enough. It. It's good enough. Listen, it, this is just one hospital scene. It's not short. We can just go through The president was shot, you know, it's, it's it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough, you know. So I will say, I, I guess, am not happy that they killed Ben Mendelsohn. Like, yeah, like, and kind oh. of like a weak ass way. He's like, like, I'm Leaning trying to open. The the, I'm trying to kick this window in. Yeah. 
You know, that was. <laughs> yeah, that I was like, what? And Khaleesi is all of a sudden the most powerful being in the Marvel, in the Marvel Universe. Universe. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, Wh- why does Nick Fury has everybody's DNA in like a thumb drive? <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 I mean, could, I, 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 I accept that. I accept yeah. that. That's why Batman has Batman has all the kryptonite in the Batcave. Contingency plan, right? The kryptonite bullets ready to take Superman out. You know, he has probably you know, know he has that just seems like he has an armor set game. that's lined with kryptonite with a kryptonite like energy bat. I can see no, he does. He has to have right, he, but, Nick but Fury by but because these people like a Thor is an alien and on Earth and he has to protect the Earth. Right. From all threats. I just, I'm just like, where does he get Mantis's DNA from? Like, I know they explained it, but I'm just like, that seems. I'm like, all of that is. Well, she was on. She was on. She was at the Battle of Avengers Earth, and Endgame. Yeah. right in Wakanda again. I know, it was in, like, no, that's... it was outside the Avengers compound. I know. Right. I'm like that. That feels. I don't know. And Mantis and Star Lord have celestial blood, and then they have Captain Marvel, and they have all the kind of things. So okay, let me put my let me put my. Did comic we, book did nerd we, hat did we on. Wait, wait, wait. Give me this? a second. Give me a second. Let me get put my comic book nerd hat on for a second and turn about power sets, right? So, like Jack Jack from The Incredibles, yeah. all of a sudden Khaleesi has um, Kira. No, not Kira. No, Kira. She's Jack Jack? No, yeah, she's Jack Jack. Um, Kira, Kira? No, Kira's in Star Wars. She was that in Solo. She's Gaia. All right, she's Gaia. 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 Um, Gaia that, has, that she basically played two characters with very similar sounding names. Right, right. So, so Gaia, Khaleesi. What's Khaleesi's real Daenerys, name? Uh, Amelia Clark. Daenerys. Daenerys. Kira. Um, so she, her power is like Cartman talking about South Park again. My power is I have all the powers. Like Cartman. Right. <laughs> right. Remember that episode where he's like. Yeah. I go, oh, I can fly. Oh, I can do this. I can become invisible. Ah, uh, my powers. I have all the powers. Right. So, so there's a lot of characters like this. Right. <laughs> there's a lot of characters going through. You could arguably Rogue could absorb your powers and take your powers and right. you know, but Super Scroll is the thing. Uh, but there was Ultra Boy, and again, Legion of Superheroes, great comic book starting in the in the in the fifties and sixties. I forget exactly when. Superboy and the Legion of Super Superheroes. Uh, Superboy goes into the future and becomes part of this club of like hundreds of teenage superheroes. Joe Na, Ultra Boy, what he could do is he had all his power. He has all of Superman's powers, right? Mm-hmm. The difference is he could only use one at a time, right? So his default Isn't was. Isn't that how Super in, Scroll works? That's what I'm saying. That's okay. where that's I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the long way around the block to get <laughs> all right, there. That that's. <laughs> That's how I thought the Super Scroll worked, right? Right, right. Well, well right. So, I mean, I guess clearly so, in the show, they her were big arm they were using no, but but no, but, but like they, they were, were doing a couple of powers. Like one arm was doing one thing and one arm was doing the other, right? But could you manifest and like? You're, you're shape-shifting, right? So that's the scrolls power. So is scrolls right. part of... But yeah, she, probably they can only concentrate and manifest one at a time because the it, thing, it's the all thing jumbled. The thing that has to happen, though, is that they did all this thinking that it would be like the coolest thing ever. And then all they did was just make a problem for themselves. Somebody's going to have to tranquilize her with like an antidote and like the next whatever thing she shows up in. Yeah, she'll be depowered. She's probably going to be in the Marvels, I would think. I don't know. 
You don't think so? I don't know. They've they've been put. They've been throwing out characters at the end of stuff. Never. Are we ever going to see? Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Not Puck. What's his name at the end of Eternals? And uh, the other Star Fox and. Uh, oh, Pip Pip the Troll. Pip the Troll and Star Fox. Are we going to see them? I don't know. I don't know. That was like a long time ago. Eternals was a long time ago, right? Right. Yeah. Is Eternals pre-COVID? No. It, no. It's COVID too. It's, right? So it, Remember it was like Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man all right in a row. Yeah. Right, right. So I don't I don't know that we're going to, they'll just, they might just like not and never address it again. Well, I mean, technically they were setting up, help me out here, Captain Britain and that crew. Right. MI-13 um, or, or right. Excalibur. Excalibur. Right, Excalibur, so I'm, I'm third, whatever it be, is, right? She would be part of that group, I would, I would right. think. But that's the thing; they're 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 planting the seeds for all these teams. But are they going to do anything? Planting seeds is fine, but I'm like, can you tell a story while you're doing that? They, yeah, right, right. They had, and and it was such. I think they were building with Nick Fury's wife such a real interesting relationship filled with conflict. And then they just kind of, it kind of just ends, all right, we're okay, yeah, right, you know. There's a lot of hyperbole that just fizzled, you know, go, oh, we're going to oh, go in this space, yeah, come on, I'll go with the spaceship, okay. It feels like they left some stuff on the cutting room floor. I mean, the, when I saw the finale was 35 minutes, I'm like, that's it. I don't know about this. No post-credit scene or nothing, you know. Yeah, we're crushing it. It wasn't good, but it wasn't all that. It wasn't, it, it no, was, no, it, there's it was, worse stuff no. out there for, for sure. I think the finale dings it. You know what it is? Even if there's worse stuff out there, I think what it is, the reason why this, re- like, people people are really bashing this more than usual is because, like, it it should have been so much better. You had you had all the pieces there, and it was just wasted. Well, I mean, the problem is if the three of us can write a better story just by talking it out in five minutes, that's a problem. It is. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, there's a certain level of Monday morning quarterbacking to it, but, like... You read the script. I don't know what that means. Monday morning quarterback? You never heard that? Football games happen on a Sunday. Uh So what what happens is on Monday, there's always people going, they should have done this and they should have done that. Well, the game is over and played. And and, and none of y'all are are professional football players. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's it's another way to say hindsight is 2020. Yeah. Right. Basically. We could, we, you know. I'm sure while they were writing the show, they were like, oh, that's great. That's a good idea. That's cool. That's great. You know, they pulled all this stuff from the comics. But it's just like if, if you're doing a spy movie, you got to build tension. You know, we, I think we're, we're in like a really like good time for like spy thrillers and and movies like that. Like we're in a really good time for 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 shows and movies like that. And this just really, really fell below. There wasn't even a car chase. Was there? I don't know. I don't remember one. I'm trying to remember. If there was, it wasn't good because the best part of any because movie is a car chase. Yeah. <laughs> if there was, it's it's bad that it wasn't even memorable enough to to be notable. I think it was it it's it, it was rushed into production, and I think that I think at a time uh, with the other Disney head, and I'm not gonna like say anything good about any studio heads right now. But um, I think there's a consciousness that they were putting out too much Marvel. Right. You got a streaming service. You got to keep people subscribed, right? What's going to keep them subscribed is Marvel and Star Wars. Right. You know, th- those are your two big brands. 
the way you do it is is stuff like Werewolf by Night. I know probably no one watched Werewolf by Night, but like. But the quality of work speaks for itself. What's better, that they put this out or that everybody watches it and bashes it? That they put out crap and it ruins the brand, right? I mean, but that's the nature of that's the risk you take with putting out stuff. That's why the 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 whole thing about like having AI write scripts, or 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 you know approve projects. And I never and I never read about this, but I only heard some of my gamer podcasts and everything talking about it. But the the I don't know if you guys ever heard the phrase, and I'm sorry, I, this is a real phrase and it's a curse in it, but um, and shitification. The idea of enshittification and that things start really, really good, and there's a pat, pat uh, and there's some articles or some people who wrote uh, very, very clearly about it, and I didn't read it, right? So that like, um, and it happens with things uh, with corporations and things like that, where like Facebook starts and you go join in, and there's like no ads really, and there's you're just seeing pictures of kids, you know your friend's kids and you know you know people trying to look sexy on the beach and then there was a point where all of a sudden it's like why am i seeing so many links to political ads and then then they start going into the oh, you know and they're, and, they're and doing then, that now with barbenheimer they're trying to recreate barbenheimer basically so after you know the both of those movies blew up and made billions and billions of dollars um, Paramount tried to get hashtag Saw Patrol trending because the Net Saw movie and the Net Paw Patrol are coming out on the same day. And it's just like, you don't get it. Stu- studios don't get why Barbenheimer was such a phenomenon. Like they're, they're Now they're trying to manufacture it to try and get right, right. the same level of success. I'm like, you don't get it. It's not even cross-audience. They- no. No, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> so it's just like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> But I think that is that is that kind of like what it what what that would mean. Well, you? yeah, and but it also it's just like that that you know the diminishing results, and then it turns it just turns to shit, right? Um, I was brought to tears. I, you know, I cry a lot in, in a lot of films, right? Um, the Spidey, the Spidey film, uh, a couple of both Spidey last two Spidey films, animated or otherwise, um, and you know I get verklempt, but like it does feel to me that Marvel is in a, in a real lull. I don't think there's superhero fatigue because I don't think that's, you know, that's just a phrase and I don't know, of course, you know, how many cowboy movies are out and that was the number one thing in the box office for decades, right? In the, in the middle of the 20th century, right? Early part of the 20th century. So, you know, what's what's really happening here? And, and we haven't heard a lot from Kevin Feige. He hasn't said a lot recently, has he? You know what I I, I think I, think I haven't Marvel, seen if he has. I haven't seen it. Hmm? But the, I I think this is part of the problem with Marvel. After Endgame, right? They lost Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans. Uh, yeah, Chris Evans. They're all gone, right? Mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman was going to be, I think, the, the next character. You know, Black Panther, right. who they were going to push forward. Unfortunately, he dies in real life. So that left them crippled, right. right? He was going to be this kid. They're going to hang everything on him, right? Right. Right. And they were riding so high on the success of Endgame. What they were able to do with Guardians, they figured they were untouchable. So you get... I, the pandemic definitely screwed it up, right? Because it delayed everything a year. So you get Black Widow, which I think is is pretty good. 
then it was Shang Chi, which I think is 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 great. Eternals not so great. Spider Man had the same highs of Endgame, right? But then Doctor Strange is mixed. Thor is, is not good. Black Panther is good again. Guardians three was good again. But then you had all the shows mixed in. No, but it's a lot to also ask of people to like keep up with, you know. That too, right? It it is because not everybody that goes out to see the movies is going to watch the shows. Not everybody that goes out to see the movies is subscribed to Disney+. Plus. Like, you can't expect right. that from your audience either. That's what I'm saying. They just got too big thinking they could just do whatever they want and people were just going to... Pay gonna money. Go, go, right, right. I guess that's the point that I was making. I mean, now we got Echo, which is a show, honestly, I could really care less about unless Daredevil's in it. That's really going to be my, my driving force for that. Um, and then I'm interested in Loki, and then I don't even know what, what's after that. You said that about Andor, too, that you didn't care, and then look what happened. So Andor was different, though. I didn't care because it's a prequel, and you know the end game. I'm like, what story are they going to tell me that's really going to get me into it? And they, they told a great story, and it it was awesome. I can't, I, I'll eat my words on that one. Echo is a, is a different situation. And again, again, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but every time we say it, I'll bring it up. It's the John Byrne of it. It's in execution. There are no new stories. There are no this. There are no that. You come in and you just do a good job. You make the characters compelling. You can't invite completely new characters. It's just shuffling, you know. And and they did it. And they it, you the care of what you saw in Andor about what they were trying to make in Secret Invasion. It was like, all right, we have this comic title. Let's throw it here. It'll be a thing for Nick, uh, for Sam Jackson, and we'll get some other actors, and we'll get the actors. It doesn't matter with the script. Harrison Ford could work with a terrible script and make it good, you know. And Olivia Coleman did that. You know what yeah. I mean? Olivia Coleman did that. Took a, took a crappy script. It just was like she was elect. She was electric on screen. I wish it was the Olivia Coleman show. It's in execution. Yeah. Again, did did uh, who who was the person who directed? Um, uh, uh, Eternals. Chloe Zhao. She, Chloe Zhao. I don't know that she ever really connected with the material. It didn't feel like she connected with the material. It was something probably she never heard of before. She had to, here's a comic book, get up to speed. And when they did the Eternals, they didn't understand what made the Eternals good. And people would argue that the Eternals are never good because it's like a, not a, uh, not even a C-lister, it's a D or E-lister. But you have right? the Neil Gaiman story sitting right there. Right. Adapt that. You know what I mean? That's not an excuse. You have a great story. It's six issues. It's enough, or seven issues, whatever it is. It's enough to, to do a movie. You, you, you cut some stuff, you add some stuff in, you pull whatever you want here and there. I mean, you, you, can, you can make the same argument for Secret Invasion because Secret Invasion, from my understanding, is a very iconic very beloved story you can't compare the two the, the the neil gaiman eternals you can go off and you can read that on your own and never have read a comic book before and you'll get it secret invasion you probably got to read like a hundred comic books to even grasp what the heck they're trying to do here because they planted seeds so early on it's just too complex of a story to do in six episodes the success of marvel and its brand is the dopamine hit of connectivity when the people recognize the dopamine hit of that connectivity. Right. I feel it when it happens, right? 
So then, and then we get to the meat because we see somebody there and then all of a sudden they're doing something over there. And then we feel that 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 grand connectivity playing out. Well, we, we had a right in sequin invasion when the guy from Black Widow showed up. Right. Oh, but, yeah. Right, right. right. But I mean, right. But how many people recognize that? I was like, right. do I know that yeah. guy? Do I? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, like full, full, like I've, di- I've dived into the deep end with this problem. But like, I also oh, don't remember right. his name. And then I, like, I, oh, that guy. I don't remember that his guy, name. right? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, that's right. He was the guy from. He was the guy, right? Because I recognized him. But, I, um, what I feel right now is I'm not getting the dopamine hit. Because I don't feel that I'm going to get, like, the Pip the Troll and Star Fox. Like, what 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 happened? Like, you have the big thing of the blip, but you have the big thing of the Eternals head coming out of the uh, ground. Never spoke of again. Not even in a back thing. Not even in a newscaster going, oh, yes, it's like crazy with the thing. And the, like, right. when, 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 like when, when did it happen, Right. And you you have Sharon all of a sudden. She's this evil art dealer and she's taking all the things, right? And what about those terrorist group from they're the thing with all the super soldier serums? Where's all the, where's all the stuff? They have all these things that happen individually, but there's no overarching consequences to like there's no consequence to what happens in the other stories because when we think about like 2012 Avengers, both of the the Avengers movies that Joss Whedon did. Those had like huge consequences throughout all the other movies, you know. Even if you, even if you didn't see them, they had consequences, right? Stuff happened in those movies, right? You know, and I don't even like Age of Ultron all that much, but stuff happened in that movie that mattered, right? Right. Everything right. else after, you know. So right. when we see stuff that's happening in these movies, whether we like them or not, you know, with the Eternals, like T said, like that giant thing came out of the water. And it's just like, did that cause flooding in parts of the world? Like, did that, like, what were the consequences of that? Right. He's so big. He's reaching into the upper atmosphere. It's right. like, what, right. are, what are the consequences of Carly Morgenthau? What are the consequences of John Walker? Right. Well, he's, he's going to be a Thunderbolt. Right. But they didn't, but why wasn't, why wasn't, you know, John Walker in this show? Why wasn't he defending the press? Like, it, it's like these kind of things going on that. Right. A conflict should have been between him and Rhodey. Or even even Falcon, right? Or uh, Anthony Mackie. He's, yeah, where, where, where is he? Right. Where, where's Anthony Mackie during all this? Uh, I'm not going to call my friends. I'm going to handle this myself. Get out of here. Right. If, if you had him here. on speed dial, you'd call him. But I, again, right. I think I think another issue is the world post-Endgame is too built up already. Like when they showed Scott Lang walking down the street... And he he's got he's I think pulling the wagon and runs to the kid in the bike. There's just vines and stuff growing everywhere, and the world's a mess and everything looks disheveled. But post Endgame, every movie you've seen after that, everything's rebuilt and back to normal. Like it should kind of still be in shambles. With with the story they should be telling really is villains that have seized power while all the heroes were gone, and now they have to split up and go take back these little areas and you know fight. You got to fight Baron Zemo and you got to fight. Whoever else, I, I don't know, like, you know. Doom. Basically, yeah, or, right, or whatever, and just basically build things up. I mean, Marvel's got two big guns left to play. It's the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. So we got to see what, what happens with those characters, I think. Anything else you guys want to say? Well, this was our episode on Invisibles, Adam Eve. <laughs> 
Invisibles. Invincible. The invisibles, yeah, you can't see them. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm tired. Oh. This is the second time you did that, yeah. Is it I didn't really? call you out the first time, yeah. Whoops. Anyway, but yeah, we uh, our, our Marvel bias is showing again. What are you talking about? I was ready to talk about Lego Justice League. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, notallpods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production.